Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. So, yes. So, five, four, three, two, one. Luca Nation. <laughs> you know, if you were, um, welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. You're having an amazing start. I mean, talk of the town, unless you live under a rock, the, the talk of the town is PSA being acquired by a venture capital firm, a private equity firm, um, led by the, the one great Nate Turner, Matt Turner. Never met him, but I've heard amazing things about him and his collection. So Cage you know, as an I investor, the, as an owner. When I first saw the, the article, I thought it was the cigar guy. You know, that, that's, Nat, that? that's Nat Sherman. And I was like, wow, the cigar company was Nat Sherman. And I say Nat Turner. And then I'm like, okay, isn't it odd that probably their biggest customer is buying them? I mean, does it automatically, every one of the thousands of cards that he has there, do they automatically become PSA 10s and that pays for half of his, uh, half of his purchase price? Might as well. He's going to upcharge himself and just send He's that money right back in there. <laughs> Sounds dirty. <laughs> so I'm going to go over and upcharge up myself. Upcharges on Mbappe's. On yeah. Mbappe PSA nine, yeah. but but you you're Mbappe. you're an owner of the uh, Collectors Universe stock, or were an owner. Yeah, uh, talk to me. What was your still first impression order. when you saw that? Haven't been cashed out yet, but still an order. What was my first impression? It was uh, mixed, right? So a lot of questions. Also, the I believe the owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen, or at least his family trust or something like that, is also part of the, the conglomerate that's buying it as well. Um, I think he's he's involved in the uh, in in the takeover as well. Um, Good and bad. I mean, listen, honestly, I was a little surprised because I think that like a lot of the card values, CLCT, which is the stock ticker for, you know, PSA's parent company, Collector's Universe, um, it's run a lot. You know, I purchased it. I don't want to tell people. I purchased like $16 a share. (laughs) So after COVID, um, it it was, I think it was trading at 24, 25 in February and early March. And after COVID, it, it dropped to 15, 16 bucks. Yes. So, so, um, you know, I, I purchased it and, and, you know, I mean, like cards, it's run, it's run, you know, four or five times, um, four or five X. Um, I'm a little surprised it got bought because of that run, you know, um, you know, maybe these people had been compiling stock over time and, you know, you can't, can't get more than 5% without, without letting the SEC know anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's a good company. I'm curious to see what they do. I think for us, for, you know, the rank and file, you know, grading folk, I don't think it's going to have any impact at all. I think it is a non news news item. Um, yep. You know, people, people like to think, Oh, I'm, this is the guy he's coming with money now. Like, and it's funny, it's Steve Cohen or his group. I, I hear sports talk radio in New York all the time, you know, Mets fans who call in and they're like, Oh, this is going to be great. We're really going to spend some money now. Steve Cohen's owning, he owns the Mets. I'm like, the guy just paid, what, $2 billion or something like that to acquire the team? You think the first thing he's thinking about is, let me put some more money into the mix? No, he's thinking about how he's going to squeeze some money out of it. At least that's what I'd be thinking. You know? Well, like, well so that's a great point. And I would love to have Adam, the tw- Real 27 guy, on to talk about that because he's a private equity guy. Mm-hmm. But my understanding when a company's taken private, it's they're trying to kind of squeeze out all of the profit. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they think it's, it's more profitable if they do something different with it. Exactly. But you know how I think of it? Let's, let's think of it like, like, um, like collectors, like sports car collectors, right? Somebody comes to you, Andrew, and says, 
I have a collection for sale. And you look over the collection and the guy says to you, this collection is for sale, but it's, let's just call it $71, $74, $75. Oh, just an ironic number out of the sky, right? Let's just call it $75, hypothetically. And you look at it and you say, all right, you know, there's some good pieces to this collection. I think I want two or three of these pieces in here. And there are two or three pieces in here that are worth the ones that I really want. They're worth 30 or $40. They're worth half the price of the 75 that he's trying to charge me. There are other pieces in here that I don't exactly want. And what do you do? You start doing the math on this collection and you start adding up those other pieces that you don't necessarily love. And you start thinking of the breakup value, the book value. Okay. And you start thinking of, you know, all right, there's, there's four pieces in this $75 collection. The two that I want, I would pay 40 for them. The other two, there's another 40 that I can sell them for. So now you buy this thing for 75 and you immediately take the two pieces you don't like and you sell them for 40. And now you're into the two you wanted and were willing to pay 40, but you're only in it for 35, right? That's what people do all the time. They buy collections, they sell things off. They buy sets, they break the set up and they keep the one or two or four pieces that they want. They sell the rest of it and try to recoup as much money in there as they can. Now, I'm not saying this venture capital firm is going to be doing that and immediately turning that $700 million purchase and trying to get back $100 million. But this guy, Nat Turner, I don't know if he likes coins. You know, maybe the first order of business is not to get robots in there to uniformly grade PSA 10s. Maybe it's to sell the coin portion of it to some it you know, other coin company. I was going to ask you, Cage, and guys, we're not, this isn't what we do. We're just kind of having a little dialogue so you could kind of get inside of our brains. Do you think if PSA was to implement something like um, AI grading or robot grading, right? It's actually AI grading, but um, that would be easier to do if they're private or public. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think everything's easier to do when you're private. All right, so one of I the biggest- I think so too, right? To like get that, I, I thought so too, but I'd love to hear your kind of take on it. Well, because you're able to operate in the dark and that's never what anybody wants, but whether you believe it or not, having a publicly traded company provides some form of transparency, not just for shareholders, but for anybody interested. So, you know, earnings day every quarter for a collector's universe was a great information dump for anybody who had cards there. Right, you know, they had to give what's called a 10Q every quarter, a 10K annually. That's a, a report to shareholders because a publicly traded company is owned by its shareholders, right? And they had to come out and say what was going on, what their assets, what their liabilities were, which in, for a company like that would be how many cards they have on hand, how many they've taken in this quarter versus how many they took in mm -hmm. last quarter, what how the back was, sitting, how much cash, right? Exactly. They were sitting on a lot of cash there. Yeah, and for a while. Um, how much they were keeping on hand for a lawsuit about PWCC and Probstein and, you know, uh, altering cards and all that other stuff, which by the way, uh, what does it tell you? If somebody's acquiring it, they also acquire your debts and your liabilities, your assets as well. So That's obviously, true. you know, this venture capital firm, that was like the hottest thing on blow for a while. Oh, PSA is in trouble. They're, you know, they're named in a lawsuit about altering cards and whatnot. Obviously, this venture capital firm didn't think too much of the, uh, the liability that that was out there on that That's lawsuit. Right. So, uh, uh, God, it worries but, I mean, me. I don't want them to turn into Beckett. But that's the thing, right? You, no one knows what's going on behind the scenes at Beckett. They don't have to give you information. They can operate they like Willy Wonka and close the factory down and no one ever goes in and no one ever comes out. PSA can turn into that. 
you'd like to think that, and a lot of the messages I'm reading, oh, wow, it's great. One of our own is getting it, right? One of our own. But I don't know whether or not you call him one of your own. You know, I mean, I don't turn, know. What turn, on, metal turn, turn on Narcos and then uh, come back to me in a week if you yeah. think he's one of our own. And no offense to anyone. No one's one of your own, right? Well, I mean, he may be a collector in that regard, one of our own, but he collects in a different sphere than I do. Um, but, I mean, look, it, it, it is what it is. Honestly, I, I don't think there's going to be much in the way of changes. I don't think it really impacts much at all. I mean, things go private, things go public. Um, I think the Tops company was bought by, um, you know, they were publicly traded at one point in time. I think they were bought by a conglomerate head by, uh, by Michael Eisner, the ex-Disney CEO. Mm. You know what That's I mean? Cool. And, um, you know, they, will there be some other cool things brought to the table? I think that that, that group brought Tops now. You know, right. the daily plays. and So there's always, you know, a new people, new way of looking at, you know, new eyesight, new ideas is always a good thing. Um, well, Michael but, Eisner in that situ- scenario, you know, Tops is a storytelling company really at the core, right? Their, their photos, their cards are storytelling. Yep. He comes from Disney. So uh, he adds a, a realm of experience and maybe competitive advantage, right? When you come in yep. and I, I'm curious, and I don't think there's going to be many changes for 12 to 24 months. But I'm curious what competitive advantage this uh, private equity fund brings, right? Like what does Nat and that group know or might be able to implement that PSA couldn't do without them? Well, listen, there's obviously room to squeeze more money out of it because any company that has a one-year backlog on their products, they can streamline something and squeeze more juice out of the berry. Um, You know, what what I would hate to see, you know, you think of it like think in the eyes of a collector. If you took the company over, what would you change? One of the first things I'd change is when they get paid. They could book money a full year ahead of time. They don't get paid until the cards are coming out. What if they charged your credit card now? Would that really stop people from grading? Maybe, but probably a minimal amount of people would balk at paying up front rather than paying, right. you know, you know, after the fact. So all of a sudden they could book, you know, stuff that they're normally not getting the money for, for quarters in advance. They could really ramp up the money. I mean, there are things like that, which as a collector, I hope doesn't happen because I like that float, right? I like, you know, I like the paying, you know, um, you know, after the fact and the whole deal. But yeah, I mean, that's one change, you know, I mean, there are a million changes that you talk about, you know, you talk about robots coming in and and AI grading and artificial grading, Um, you know, I think they could potentially, and they were already moving there, but I think they could potentially stop individual grading entirely. Like you may have to go through or like a regional grader. You have to go through like a, a KK or something like that. You may have to go through an authorized subsidiary grader. Think of it as like affiliates, franchises. Well, we'll be there. Which by the way, guys, um, we're closing our sub this week. Uh, we, last, we, last month, I believe we had 575 cards in our submission. We're trying to top that number. So every single one of you guys, if you're sending one card or a hundred cards, it doesn't matter. Send them to us by end of week. Um, we'd love to, love to, love to have you in the submission. Yeah. We're going to try to close it down next week, guys. So if you're sending it this week, just let us know. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to close it down. And then your stuff is in the PO box the day after we close it down. So just let us know, give us kind of a heads up and we'll, uh, we'll get you in and it. we'll make sure your stuff gets submitted. And if you have any questions our, about that. That's our PSA talk. Yeah, there are PSA. But listen, but just to close it up, if you've never subbed before, 
a lot of people last time around with first time subbers, you have questions, you've never done it, you're interested in doing it, but you're not hundred percent sure you're on the fence, message us. We'll walk you through the process. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. And we'll get you comfortable with it and be able to answer any questions that you have. But yeah, that's it. our PSA so, talk. What else you got? Well, so I owe my play today from an mm -hmm. Instagram story. cell. So, um, Ooh, and this nice. guy, I would I highly recommend you follow him because this isn't the first time he said some really, really great cards available for really fair and affordable prices, which is really, really amazing because his price is 20% uh, below eBay, which is really cool. Uh, and he's super professional. It's the card craze. And I, uh, he posted on his Instagram. He said, you know, I have, um, I'm having a story sale today at 6 p.m. So I, I clicked on his stories and one of the cards, I couldn't believe the price it was at. And it was the Jason Tatum NBA Hoops PSA 10 card. That was a $315 card in August. Okay. Now, would you believe what it was selling at on eBay, not on card craze? Cause he did give a good deal on eBay. Do you know what this card is comping at right now? Pick a guess. 200. 150. Wow. And he, so I bought, uh, bought quantity, I bought 10 of them for 125 a piece. Wow. Which, which I think is a great deal. Uh, and think about it. <laughs> what has changed? What has made that card drop from 320 bucks to 125, 135, 150? I mean, okay, they got knocked out. Amazing. Is Tatum still one of the top five young superstars in the league? Absolutely. Has Boston taken a step back this season and with free agency? Maybe. Uh, but no doubt in my mind, this is a $200 card. $225 Taking a step back is, might be a good thing for his individual stats. Which, if you're so looking, which if you're looking to flip it, if you're buying it at 125 with the hope to sell it at 250, it doesn't even have to get back to its three and make 100% of your profit mid-season when he's averaging you know, 30 points a game going into the All-Star break. It doesn't matter if the team is a, a, a four-seed or a six-seed or a two-seed. Um, I like it because I think Trey hoops to sell for more than that now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Let alone Luca. That's really nice. I, that's a, I mean, that's I, a good I, play. I might have to look for that myself. And what's card cool craze, that, if, if Yeah, uh, take a look at card craze. And what, what's cool about accounts like him, uh, he always has quantity of the same kind of base cards available, uh, and he sells them for below comps. So – it's, it's, I'm assuming he uh, sends them in to get graded himself. So he's in yeah, the profit. Sure. But what's great about buying like that, let's say you go to eBay and you have a base card like this hoops and it's, they're all selling for 150, 145. If I'm able to get it at 125, I'm already at 20% into the profit, which I think is huge. So right now, nothing changes. The market doesn't go up or down. I could resell it back to the market and get my money back probably a little five, 6% on top. I love that. If you get those opportunities to buy with the profit already in place, that's huge. That's huge. And those opportunities come up now, but they'll come up more in a down cycle. So if you, I, I can't urge enough having liquidity. Okay. Cause those opportunities, you know, they're far and few between, but when you are able to capitalize on them, it's amazing because really the market doesn't have to do anything. Right, Cage? And if it does go up, great. So I kind yeah, of am able to win in two ways. I love it. And I'm looking at his account right now. It's the card craze. All one word. Some great prices. Super, pro super professional to deal with. They're the great prices, right? Yeah. But, but you see a prices. few of these. I guess guys that, you know, they're rippers. They, they, they send cards in themselves. They buy grade. 
uh, and then they don't need to sell at eBay comps. They just want to do business with friendly people, reliable people that they get friends and family from, uh, and they'll take their 200% profit and then leave some money on the table for others, for buyers like me. So thank you, Card Craze. Listen, I mean, it's cool. I will tell you, he's probably like me, and I'll throw a little fun one out there for you. What I mean by that is, you know, I, I'll collect cards. I'll grade cards myself. I'll stick them in the basement, and it'll be, you know, cards that everybody's looking at great. These hoops cards, you know, Trey and Luca, Tatum, Juan Soto, you know, updates, um, you know, Mbappe, like these cards, stuff that I have you know, grading. And, you know, I'll sell a couple of them when they come back, but I'll just stash them away and hope they're going up. Um, and then something will happen. If you look at this guy's page, you'll see there's Mahomes RPAs, right? There's Trey RPAs. So obviously, he, you know, he also buys some big stuff for his collection. You never know when one of those is going to come up. And Andrew's message, it works both ways, um, the liquidity part. You know, I'll never know when a card that I really, I need to have that today is going to pop up. And my liquidity comes from that basement, the 10 Luca hoops cards, whatever it is. And I need to have... $10,000 or whatever, maybe to buy a card. Maybe this card craze yesterday said, shit, I see a Patrick Mahomes RPA that I want. I'm going to go into my basement and pull out the 12 Tatum hoops cards that I got back from PSA in the last couple of months. And I'm going to sell them and I'm gonna, I need the liquidity. I need the money now. So I'm going to sell them at a, enough below eBay that I'm going to blow them out. And I'm going to get my money on them. And it happens all the time. I know because I've done it myself. I used to call my basement sales in our OG group. He's going to the basement again, <laughs> you know? Because you know, that's the quickest way to, to, you know, to build up some cash flow and buy something else. I think you're on mute. You get Can your you, money. You, go. you get your money. You get friends and family. You get the money quickly. And me as the buyer, I, I want the product. I'm not going to negotiate back and forth with you because you're already giving me a great price. It's a quick deal. It's a deal that was done in five minutes. So I like it. I definitely like it. I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's a great a great card. I, I think it's a great play. I don't like when I'm giving plays and you have better plays than me. Um, well, I don't I like know. I, I, I'll tell you, I'm still a little bit hesitant, skeptical on the NBA hoops product and it's upside. It's not a card that's going to blow the ceiling out, uh, but it is a card that you can get 50, 60, hundred percent returns on. So, yeah. But so what I would say to you on it is forget about that. It's hoops for a second. Just forget what card it is. If I tell you that there's a card of a guy who's going to have a good year, right? He's going to have a good year. It's just a known thing. He's going to have a good year. And, um, and it was selling for $300 already. And now it's down to you're able to get it for a hundred and a quarter. It doesn't have to go up to what it was at for you to double your money. It can still be 25% off of its high. 20% off its high and you double your money on it. Forget that it's hoops. Forget that it's Dominion. Forget what brand it is. That's a good buy. That's a smart purchase. Um, so I like it. I like it for that very reason. You know, I can't get 2018 Panini Prism pop report to load up, but mm -hmm. you know, if Trey's base Prism, if I could get that to load up, how many of them in PSA 10 would there be? What base is Prism? If, Probably I mean, 8,000, 9,000. of them, right? It's got to be 8,000 of them, right? And, and, you know, Luca's over 10,000. There will soon be 10,000 of them. You name it, right? So now those cards are selling for over $700. Your card craze guy had them in the story sell for 700 bucks. So yep. I should tell you what they're on eBay for, 730 750 
uh, an amazing amount of money. And I know it's prison. I know that's the thing, but there's 8,000 of them. It got me thinking because I like Trey and I've sold some of those cards, but I don't want to be out on Trey, right? And I see his hoops card selling for, you know, approaching 200 bucks. And, you know, I have a couple of those. And I say to myself, are there any other Trey cards out there that are low pop, but that could be a bargain? And I found one and I got this because um, I bought a card from uh, Sell It or Remain Unnamed, bought it for Ian for his birthday. And uh, it came with a chipped case from PSA. It was PSA 10. So I sent it into PSA and, and uh, you know, and got the, you know, a recasing done. And the card actually came in the mail today. But it was a scoped version of it, right? So it was a little different, but it got me looking. Trey, you know the, um, the 2018 Select card, card number 142. Hmm. Just his regular card. Select yep. card. It's a cool card. It's the one that looks like it's die cut, but it's not. It's got the black borders around it. It's got that cool little like diamond shape. You know, they have die cut versions of it, but I'm not talking about die cut. I'm just talking about his regular select rookie card number 142. The card sells for about 300 bucks. You know, a week and a half ago, it was 275, 285. It's, it's like everything else come up. It hasn't come up the way that the prism has. But it's basically selling now. You can buy, if you have any luck on these, you can buy two and a half of these for every prism. If you're lucky, you find somebody's got bulk, maybe you buy three of them for every prism. Definitely get two. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess for me how many PSA 10s there are of this card? Of the select rookie card of Trey Base? Yeah. 1749. So that would make sense, right? If, if you know, of course, my... my thing has died here um that would make sense right if 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 there's um if there's eight thousand of them right in in prism you'd figure a card like this all right maybe there's not half of them maybe there's you know two thousand maybe a quarter of them would you be surprised if i told you that the select base card number 142 for uh, trey young that there are a grand total of 207 psa 10s Wow, I would be. That's that's so. That's insane. That's insanely low for a modern it's, day card. It's really low, and it's a cool looking card. It's shiny enough. You know, it's got the attributes that people like nowadays. Um, it's an approachable card. It's not the same. You know, like what, what most people don't like about Dunruss or hoops. It's white border and boring and plain. This card is not boring. Um, it's you know, it's it's not optic, but it's not as expensive as optic. But I think Select is on the come up. I like it for a couple reasons. Number one, that, that, that pop is significantly lower than I thought it was going to be. And two, I think when people start to grab the court side as an investment item, this card, the base version, will start to get some, uh, some demand also. The same I way when so people well. buy, buy silver, they'll go for a base. It's the same, same thing here. You know, People will, will hear select as a viable alternative. And then look at this and say, wow, there's just not that many of these. So that's my play for today. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different way of playing Trey. I told you I'm, I'm selling my Trey Prism base cards and my silver. And one way of playing it would be to upgrade, right? To have that Grail card and buy yourself a Trey RPA. Go get a flawless on-card rookie auto of him and trade up. Another way to do it is, you know, if, if you still believe in Trey, and let's say you happen to get, you know, $1,500 for uh, two of his Prism base cards. You can go out and buy five of his Select base cards. So, wow. what, what, you know, is, what, what were the last sales on the Select? 
the only thing holding it back is that there's just not that many of them out there. So last sales, I'll, I have them, I have them up. So um, looks like one sold last week in the low threes. I have a, I have a week before that. I have three thirty nine best offer accepted. So it was lower than that. I have a, a three forty nine best offer accepted. Three thirty three best offer accepted. So all under those numbers. Uh, on November 12th, I have a 300 sale and I have a 300 best offer accepted. So less than 300, uh, November 11th and November 9th. So we're talking a couple weeks ago, 275 and 285. So, you I know, like it. I, I think there's still some time to buy NBA as well. Uh, NBA has run up, but I, I, I like this play a lot. Yeah. I mean, listen, the only, like I said, the only problem you're going to have with it is that there's not a ton of them available on eBay. <laughs> That's a good so, thing. Yeah. Love it. There you guys have it, Luca Nation. So the two plays today, NBA Hoops, Tatum, PSA 10, PSA 10, uh, the select version of Trey Young, not the court side, just the base. Guys, we're closing up our sub at the end of the week. So please, 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 if you're thinking of sending your cards, Go ahead. We're going to make a post about it later today. Please send them to our P.O. box. Everything will be set up and taken care of. Um, you could ask the many people that have subbed last month. Everything is taken care of. You send it to the P.O. box. We'll communicate with you. Just put your name and hopefully your Instagram handle and your submission level that you prefer. Uh, and that's it. That's a wrap, Cage. Anything top of mind before we hop off? No, except if you happen to listen yesterday, you know, we, we finished 500, a little bit better than the 500 yesterday, if you include my over. But uh, Green Bay, Green Bay reverse, man, you laughed at me. Green Bay and the over, better in the same game. You didn't like it, but uh, that would have been easy money if you watched that bad boy last night. That over was in by the middle of the third quarter, and Green Bay was coasting for that game. So we, we, you told me I was 290s when I bring up a reverse. <laughs> you remember that? You're like, oh, so 90s. It was Green Bay and the over, over 44. Well, in my, in my early 90s, <laughs> we were betting reverse. I think it was like four to one payoff. Four to one, exactly. Both. I yep. don't even remember how reverse went. That's works. exactly what it is. It was you bet, like, let's say you bet $25. If you won both ends of the bet, you won 100 bucks, four to one. If you lost one and won one, you lost your bet, which kind of sucks because otherwise it would be a split. If you lose both ends, you lose double your bet. So a $25 gotcha. bet, you could lose 50 if you lose both ends. You lose 25 if you split, but you win 100 if you won both ends of it. That was the reverse. Yeah. Before so, parlays happened, I believe, it was like how bookies made the math. Make work for them. Listen, it made easy for yeah. me. I remember in college, I had a $25 bet on the Cowboys and the over, and it was looking not good. And Deion Sanders had a pick six at the end of the game and ran it back to the house and gave me both the cover and the over. And we were, wow. it was, I was running That's around epic. the fraternity house That's like, epic. oh, man, this is – it was. I was like, actually in the dorms. I was running around the dorms. Like, I just – it was like I won the lottery. It was a $25 reverse that I split with a, with a, with a, with a, with a, a friend. So I made, I made $50 on a $12 bet, and I was running around like a lunatic. In college, you know, it's, it's, those, those wins matter. Yep. It was, uh, it was an interesting thing. But anyway, yeah, that was it. I mean, we had fun yesterday. Yesterday was a fun day, except for Raider fans like myself. They got trounced. Ugh. I mean, John Gruden called it. He said it. He said, he uh, said it. it's the best three and seven team, he, seven team he's seen. All right, Luca well, Nation, we love you. Talk tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, 
do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.